You know, I want to I want to express something to you this morning that it's important to make sure that you when uh, when it's time to hear the word, to get in the word, to, to 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 always be always have a heart of preparation. Like I'm here to receive. I'm not here to be entertained. Amen. Right, amen. You know, we're to, we've got uh, Pastor Morgan that's going to be here um, um, here coming up shortly. And you know, one of the things that's so important that when you come to church is that you always bring your supply. That's right. Now I, you know, it, it came. It came to me recently. I, I, you know, for some reason, you, uh, one of the things we wanted, we were wanting to, do, we were wanting to train people up in the area of prayer and, and leading prayer department, leading the prayer department. And so, you know, one of the things I wanted to do a while back is I kind of wanted to let my hands off of that. But then the Lord, I was like, man, but it never felt good when I was doing it because you know I want to be there, but you know, because as a pastor, you can't, I want to be everywhere, but I can't be everywhere. And so, but I was like, you know, I, I, I got to be at prayer. Because, you know, one of the first things that when I first got born again, I first got saved, was I wanted to be when the prayer, me, prayer, me, prayer meetings was happening. Because that's where things began and began to help, help. You know, many people don't, they, they, they think they know how to pray because they've been to a couple meetings. But how many of you know, prayer is not just something you do on one Sunday, one Sunday or you do as a group. It's something we do as a church. And you start to realize that there's power as a group. Do you hear what I'm saying? There is power. And so when you, you it's like a, it's like a, have you have a remote car? You take the batteries out, there's no power. You take prayer out of a church, there's no power. You minimize, you get the members to minimize prayer in the local church, no power. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Come on. That's right. And, and batteries don't stay charged with themselves. You got you got to keep them you got to keep those batteries charged up. You got to keep that prayer life charged up. You got to keep yourself every day. You got to make a decision. I need to be a person of prayer. You hear me River Church? If you, you want you want God to answer your prayers. You you got to be make yourself available. You got to make yourself available. If you if you want God to talk to you, you got to make yourself available through prayer. You know one of the things that, that really struck big on the inside of me and I'm saying this, and the Lord, uh, some, some number of years ago, said this to me. And he goes, you know, I'll never talk to people who gossip. I don't talk to people who gossip. I don't talk to people who spread rumors. He goes, I, I don't talk to those folks because I, cause I, they, 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 why would I share something that's precious to me and give it to somebody who, who thinks nothing of it? Mm-hmm. You want God to talk to you loudly? Don't be a gossip. You want to experience God's presence? Don't, don't, be, a, don't be a divisive person. Don't don't be a person that, that causes dissension among other groups. Right. Don't be the person that's in the middle of uh, of the gossip wheel. Amen. Yeah. I'm telling you, you want power to show up in your life. How many of you you need power present in your life? You need God showing up in your life every week. You need God showing up. How many need prayer? We all need our prayers answered. But if if we're not talking right, we're not yeah. thinking right, we're not acting right, yeah. you know, we're, 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 we're uh, undermining someone else's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm going to turn this a little late so, you know, that they'll look bad because, you know, well, mm-hmm. they didn't give me the information. Well, you know, if you're not if you're not being cooperative, if you're not if you're not allowing yourself to be cooperative with the Holy Spirit, how many know God? God can't do things in your life the way he wants to do things in your life. Right. You know, so therefore we need to make ourselves available. And this morning, how many know we're making ourselves available That's right. right now? You're making yourself available. Every time you say amen from the from from out there, you're making yourself available. Every time you're paying attention, you're making yourself available. So right now we're making ourselves available to what the Holy Spirit has for us. Amen. 
So we're going to close our eyes, bow our heads. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you. You're speaking to me through your man of God so that I may know the divine mysteries that you are speaking and sharing with me. I am cooperating. I am cooperative. I'm easy. I'm easy to lead. I'm easy to love. I thank you, Heavenly Father. I'm your child. Woo! Come on, you're his child. I say you're his child. You don't have to try to be his child. You're his child. But I will say this. You ought to make, you ought to make yourself have a desire to live right. We have a desire to live right. And part of living right is, is, being, is being a good ambassador. Being a good ambassador means I'm not going to talk evil about people. Being a good ambassador means, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fall for every, for every sinful way of living. I'm not going to be drinking on the weekends. I'm not going to be partying on the weekends. Why? Because my life is turning around. I'm, my body's not my own. I'm going to save my, 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 my body for, the, for the, when I get married. You know, we've been married for 26 years. I'm going to tell you, it has been so easy on my side and harder on her end. <laughs> well, well, why was it harder on her? Because I'm, I'm a difficult person. But God, you know, you don't have to be a difficult person. And I've done a lot of repenting over my years. I do a lot of repent. Be quick to repent. Be quick to believe. Quick to, oh, thank you. Quick to forgive. <laughs> Mostly a lot of myself. I got quick to forgive myself. And you know, as a believer, that's a lot of what you're doing. You're, you're, you're doing a lot, the big three. You're doing the big three. I said you're doing the big three. But a lot of people, they, they, they want God's best without involving the rest of doing those big three. Yeah. You know, God wants us, God, you've heard me say this. It almost sounds redundant. Well, you know, Pastor, you keep saying God, God wants us to walk in more, live in more. Yeah. But, you know, it, it doesn't pay me to repeat these things to you because they're, your, to, your, they're to your benefit. That's right. Yeah. It's to your benefit yes. that we repeat the same things. Amen. Amen. It's, it's to your benefit that, that, we, that we go back to the Word and, yes. and revisit some things. That's and right. Let's open our Bibles to, to just, to, let's, just, let's just get in the Word and prove some of these things. You know, walk some of these things out. Philippians chapter 3. Amen. You know, when I first got born again, um, when I asked Jesus in my heart, it was, at, it was over here in Porterville, it was at that stoplight on Westwood and Henderson, I was turning left onto Henderson. I was on Main Street. I took a. I, I asked. I asked the Lord into my heart. Pastor Malili led me to the infilling. Led me to the. Whole, led me to uh, the, the Lord. She, we did the sinner's prayer at that time. We were friends. We weren't dating, although in my heart I was dating her. <laughs> I had already imagined our wedding. I said, I, I saw her. She was my first UFO. My unidentified female object. I just, I just knew that I knew that she was the one for me. She looked at me and looked like, my, you need a lot of work. I don't even know if I want to even talk to you. But, you know, if, if, uh, if, you, if you just get, have at it and you're brave and you, you, you put aside all your worries and your fears aside and just trust that somehow they're going to like you, well, somehow they do and just end up liking you. <laughs> I had a friend of mine who posted something funny. He said, you know, if you're, if you're not a good-looking guy, you just be funny before, you know, she'll overlook all those things. <laughs> I, go, and I go, I think that was my secret. I, she just, over time, she, I just wore her out, and she just looked, overlooked a lot of things. But over here in Philippians chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Finally, my brethren, 
I rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice, he's telling him, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write to you the same thing to you, to you is not, what? It's what? Not tedious. But for you is what? Safe. It's not tedious. It's not hard on me to repeat the same things. Because these are the things that create safety in our lives. You know, there's, there's areas in our life where we need safety. Sometimes we'll talk about things that, we, well, I thought we were past that. No, they're, because how do you know, as a church grows, yeah. people don't necessarily, and people come in. That means right. it's sort of like, you know, you could take for granted that you've heard this truth and you've heard it again. And, well, pastor, you've said the same thing. You've said, you know, that God is not going to talk to a person who's, who's a gossiper. God's not going to, God's not going to. Well, how many of you know, you can forget those things. You can forget those things and not re- recognize that you're in the middle and finding yourself embroiled in some things. And you're like, how did that happen? Yeah. You know, you've been in church for years and you're, you're yeah. hearing good messages like this. And, yeah. and one day you're at your work and before you know it, you don't even know you're involved, involved in gossip. Yeah. Yeah. How, did you, how did you end up in it? You right. were listening to it. Yeah. You gave audience to it. Yeah. Right. And sometimes we forget that giving audience to things isn't helpful. So open our Bibles to Numbers chapter 12. And so, you know, because we want intimacy with God, we want a relationship with God. You know, how many of you know, when I, when I, when I got first born again, I didn't have intimacy with God. I didn't have a relationship with God. With God. I was hurting. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, my life was a mess. Yeah. It was going in the wrong direction. And, and um, over the years, you know, one of the things, you, you, you begin to learn some things and you begin to recognize that if your life's in a mess, you've got to recognize where you got your answers from. Yeah, that's right. And I recognize that from the day one, when I got born again, I, I, I found my freedom in the church. Come on. Come on. Man, I was depressed. I was repressed. Almost possessed. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And they were going to repossess some of my things. <laughs> I mean, it just seemed like everything was falling apart. Yep. Yep. And then when I got when I when I got when I got saved, the devil came back, tried to take take me, try to re get re and re and re inhabit my life. I know what it's like to have a devil in me, de- devil in you. I mean, you get born again, and all of a sudden you feel this weight being lifted off of you in a church. Because I was got born again in a in a spirit filled church, and and then, but then I got not spirit filled church. I got led the whole, but I got. I got infilled with the Holy Spirit at a camp meeting, at a, at a kids camp meeting, youth camp meeting. I wasn't even a youth. I was like 21, just turned 21. Um, or maybe I was getting ready to turn 22. I was 22. That's it, because I had that prior, we were still friends. So I was 22, and I just got, I had just gotten saved, and she invited me to youth camp. I'm not going to youth. I'm in my back of my mind. I'm not going to youth camp. I'm 22 years old. Do you understand? I'm a man. If I hang out with a bunch of kids, people are going to like, there's some guy wrong with this guy. Keep him away from my kids. You know what I mean? That's how I thought. That's how I thought. Like, what's this young man doing hanging out with all these kids? And so, but she was going. So I'm like, if she's going, I guess I'm going to go. So I went, and I'm glad, so glad I went because, you know, during that whole course of time, I was telling her, talking to her, she was talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost, and I was resistant. Resistant. I didn't, I didn't want to get involved. I, there was no part of me that wanted to get in, it had anything to do with it. But I, that, when I got filled, when I, when I got to that, to that Bible camp, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I got, it felt like something got lifted off of me. And I felt, that, there, I felt like a supernatural cleansing that took place. But, well, during that time, after I got born again, uh, I was back at my home. I was laying in bed one night. Uh, and all of a sudden, um, because like I said, the devil comes back. 
He comes back. He tries to bring the old stuff back. He always tries to bring the old you back. And so I'm laying in that, and I'm laying in that bed. Boy, that'll preach right there, because a lot of people forget that old man, that old way of doing things, always tries to come back. Yeah. So I'm laying in that bed, and all of a sudden, this this big, heavy, green demon comes back. When I, which I realize is that demon that had been controlling my life all those years. You ever wonder why some people are erratic? You ever wonder why some people are the way they are? You ever wonder the world the way it is, the way it is, because they got a demon that's on them that's driving them. Yeah. And you got to make up your mind that you're not going to let that demon that's been running your life and following. You know, you have an angel over your life. So when you're born, everybody has an angel as soon as, from heaven. As soon as that mom is pregnant. One day I remember years ago there was a service and this woman, I didn't know uh, she came to church, but there was an extra angel. Why is there an extra angel? We found out that her daughter was pregnant. And, and, and there was a there was a there was a celebration of that. See, angels are there, but they're also there to they also celebrate the life that's being born, that's being brought because it, it represents new potential. And so here I am. I'm born again. I have this devil that's been following me all my life. Uh, the opposite. You ever see those movies where you see a good angel and a bad angel on the wrong? Yeah. That's that's real. Yeah. That's real because God's got a plan yeah. and Satan's got a plan for your life. That's right. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Satan's got a plan for your life. Yes, he does. It's destruction. Yep. It's death. And it's questioning everything. Mm-hmm. That demon will try to get you to question people, places, things. And sometimes we've got to be so careful because in our Western culture, now I love our, my nation. We have the freedom of speech. We have, we have the a Second Amendment to protect the First Amendment and the First Amendment to protect the Second Amendment. Right. So th- in case either one happens, we, we have God. You are in the best nation. Yes. You have the freedom to assemble. Yes. Yes. I mean, I've, uh, you know, that's why I'm, 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 I don't care with other people. You know, I don't know what this freedom of speech is. You know, you Americans, you, you shouldn't have that freedom of speech. I go, you don't know how freedom of speech. So you keep your mouth quiet. Because you don't talk bad about my nation. Because my nation, I have the right to say if my government's doing something wrong, I can, I can actively protest and correct it as a, as, a, as a man and woman of God and say, this is ungodly and I have the right to stand up and speak against it. So you have a godly duty in your life. So you ought to honor that. But at the same time, you've got to recognize it's a double-edged sword. That you can also use it to be very hypercritical of people where you should not be. You should stand up for righteousness, right. but you should not be critical of people in the sense That's that right. all you're doing is tearing people That's down, right. gossiping and maligning That's right. their character. That's right. Two different things. Yes. Two That's different right. things. Right. And if you don't know the fine line yet, it's best not to, to get on or touch things. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Because yeah. it's important that we ought to, un- to teach ourselves yeah. how to respond, but how to respond honestly in a godly way. Yeah. Are there people that misuse it? Yeah. But recognize that, thank God, there was somebody who died for that freedom, yeah. who paid for that freedom. Yeah. Right or wrong, even if I disagree with them, even if they're not, even if they're taking any, thank God I live in the nation that protects Amen. everybody. That's right. Even if I dis- disagree how terrible they're, 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 the way they may handle that. Yeah. But not me. I'm honorable. I'm going to uplift my nation. I'm going to talk good about the people that are in leadership. I'm going to talk good about about whomever God has set in my life. I'm going to talk good about my wife. I'm going to talk good about my kids. I'm going to talk about, why? Because I'm prophesying into their lives. I'm prophesying. I have the best wife. You know, she helps me. You know, people, oh, that's old Joe. That's my old man. (laughs) 
No, he's your husband. You, you know, you love him. That's 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 your that's your prince. He's he's finer than seven sons. I mean, come on. Well, at least that's what I tell her. Aren't I finer than aren't I finer than seven sons? <laughs> that's what that's the Bible. Come on, you're prophesying. You're you're talking about the goodness of all that God has done. Amen. You're you're, you're you know here here's another thing too. You know there there's been a. In many instances, in a way, there's been a great falling away. There's a lot of people that don't go to church the way they used to. And I, and I, and I, try, to, I try to wonder why. I sometimes had, at some point I used to wonder why. Why was that taking place? But then I realized that how the church, had be, we had become mental. We became business minded. We want to give you a performance. We're going to give the pastors a performance review. We, you know, we're, we're, going to, we're, we're, going to, we're going to try to become like a, we're going to run the church like a business. Well, you can't run the church like a business because it's a spiritual being. It's a spiritual hoax. It's a spiritual place. You don't run a church like a business. You, you, and it has its business components, yeah. business side. But really, it's a, it's a spiritual entity within itself. Yes. You are a spirit being. That's right. there, we have certain limitations and, and, and abilities that only God can fix and, and interject. And so as long as we're trying to fix it with our mind and put our opinions on it, it's all mental assent. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. When you try to fix things, fix people based on your reasoning, that's mental assent. Yeah. Yeah. And over here in Numbers chapter 12, we see that demonstrated. We see that demonstrated in Numbers chapter 12, verse 1. You know, here we, we see Miriam and Aaron and that a hand of God just had just taken place. Great things had happened. People were speak, prophesying. They, the people, the people, and, they, and all of a sudden, because they had a move of God in their lives, they all of a sudden they decided, woo, we have an opinion. We have, God can just use us just as much as, as Moses. Then we have a say in this local church. Because that's what they thought. Then, then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because, you know, he, he, he took an Ethiopian woman and he married her. And they didn't like the fact that he married a black woman. But Moses, he was a sweetheart. He didn't care. He loved his, he loved his woman. He loved his Ethiopian woman. They got all judgmental over it. You don't get judgmental over that. And, and the Bible says that he, Moses, he said, and they said to him, has the Lord indeed only spoken to Moses? He has not spoken through us. Hasn't he not spoken through us too? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all the men who are on the face of the earth. Let's talk about this is what this is what your Bible is saying here about Moses. And suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, come out. Ooh, ooh, like, mm. uh, Aaron, Miriam. I got a word with you. Right. But he's also calling Moses. So Moses is probably like, what did I do? What did I do? What's going on? And so they came out. And verse 5 says, And the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud and stood in the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both went out towards him, outward. And then he said, Hear now my words. God says, Now hear, hear my words. My dad says, now, I want you to listen to what I have to say. You're like, well, I didn't do nothing, Mama. I didn't do nothing. You, you know that's what they must have been feeling at that time. Yeah. If there was a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. 
I speak to him in a dream, not so with my, and not so with my servant Moses. He is a faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly, not in the dark saints, and, I, and see from the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid if, if you, if, to speak against my servant Moses? So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them, and he departed. And when the cloud departed from the above, the suddenly Miriam became leprous, white as snow. Then Aaron turned towards, uh, turns to Miriam, and they were and where she was a leper. So Aaron said to Moses, "Oh my Lord, please!" And they start to cry unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. I want you. To, I want. I want to say something real, real quietly here for a moment because I find this very interesting. How come Aaron didn't have? How come Aaron didn't have leprosy? He, he may not have said anything, but he was part of it. He gave, he gave audience. God didn't like the audience as much as the deliverer of, of, of the stuff that was coming out. And he did not like it. It's very equal to displease God. And sitting around and listening to stuff about somebody else in your local church, listening to somebody else at work about somebody about work. Well, you know what he did. I found out what he's doing. Girl, let me tell you a thing or two. Come on, getting in on the rumor wheel. Come on, how many of you watch Veggie Tales? Have you watched the one about the rumor weed? Well, I've never heard of VeggieTale. Well, get caught up, girl. Check on the uh, check on the rumor weed. I'm the rumor weed. Come on, and, and before you know it, things happen. But notice in first fourteen, so the Lord said to Moses, "If her," and then they they they. Oh my gosh! I, I, this is how this really shows you how ticked. The Lord was about this situation, about where the rumor came from. He says, the Lord said to Moses, if her, if her father but spit in her face, would she not be ashamed seven days and let her be shut out of the camp seven days and afterwards that she may receive, be received again? In other words, if, 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 the, if her own father would have spit on her, it would have been a shame to her. In other words, in other words, her getting leprosy was a shame to her in front of the whole congregation. Yeah. A shame. It, it, it brought a reproach upon her that everybody saw. I don't know about you, Jack, but I, I'm like, I don't know, I, I'm going to stay out of some stuff. Yeah. I'm going to put my opinions on good. some folks. I got nothing to say. Someone, why do you, someone asked me recently, well, why do you think you know, there's been a falling away? I go, you know what? I got no opinion about what I think is. But one thing I do know is that we, we got to stop putting our opinion on things. Mm-hmm. One thing I do know is we got too many people have got an opinion about how, why things are the way they are. And again, you know where, where they're all getting it from? Mental ascent. Mm-hmm. Mental ascent. I'm reaching up. It's not from heaven. I'm getting it from here. It's like, here's your spirit man. He's getting it from his mind. That's not your spirit man, but it's your natural man. Getting it, from its, getting it from its natural mind. Getting it from its, trying to figure it out. I can't quite put my mind around. And, and you know, someone asked me, I said, you know what? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. 
I can't, I can't seem to want to get it from my mind. Because if you get it from your mind, you're getting it from a natural place. Yeah. And I'm telling you, at that natural place, there's nothing but problems. That's right. You're going to need medication. I said, you're going to need medication because all that's coming is from your head. And when you get things just from your natural mind, boy, I tell you, it just give you nothing but headaches. You're going to be laying in bed. I don't know why I got a headache. I don't know why I'm stressed out. I don't know why I'm losing my hair. I, you know, you know, I don't know why, I don't know why my armpits stink. I mean, it's because you, it's because you don't for take a, you forgot to take a shower and, and need a deodorant and you didn't use it. Put two and two together. Why does my life stink? Because you forgot to wash yourself in the word of God. Get into it. Yeah. And wash yourself with the washing and the cleansing of the word. That's right. That's why life stinks. That's yeah. why life is hard. Yeah. The answers are not in your head. They're That's in right. your spirit. That's right. In the word. Come on. They're in the word and the spirit. That's right. That's right. You know, we were listening to this song in work during worship just now. And it says, I offer my, my, my praise. Is it? And it says, well, you know, when that, that word incense, it really means I, I offer it as worship. Anytime you worship, that incense really is a, you got to think of your, your worship as, is because God saw it as a sweet smelling aroma. When you worship God and your heart is in it, do you know it's a sweet aroma from heaven? You know, I've gone to services and and it smells like, it smells like, like a, smells like flowers. I've been to some churches and you go like, do you guys spray this place? No, we don't spray it with nothing. We don't spray it with flowers. What is it? It's it's being it's being it's being it's being it's being odorized by the prayer. It's that it's like God is showing up. It's a sweet smelling aroma and God smells worship. He smells it. How many of you going to be cooking today? I have a few people like, don't you know it? I got a few of you like, mm, I got some I got some stuff ready. Oh, believe me, I got, I got some things grilling on my back of my mind. <laughs> got some fripas. I, got, I mean, I, I, I could never bring that home to Pastor Melina because I brought her fripas. She's like, Ooh, what's that? <laughs> she still don't know what it is. But that's okay. They make hot dogs out of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Most people don't know. <laughs> Oh, sweet Jesus. Let's open our Bibles to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Amen. 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 So you recognize that you know, you, your, your, your life is being filtered from various sources. And you should not let your, your, your life be filtered through the, from, from the natural man. Right. Natural reasoning. Yeah. Trying to figure out. Trying to... Now... God gave you a mind. There's some things you use your mind to figure out that are in your wheelhouse. But I'm certainly not going to try to fix Pastor Molina or Pastor Marcus. Correction comes from heaven to him. Right? This is not a, this is not a business. Right? If someone's messing up in the back, God will bring the people that are in charge of that department. It'll come up to them and, or they'll know there's an issue going on and they'll fix it. Whether someone's having a problem in the sound, God will fix it. They fixed it, right? Yeah. God will fix it. God, if you have a problem uh, on certain personal things that you're like, Lord, help me, God will help you fix it. That's right. That's but right. you've got to go to God on it. 
But if you're not making yourself available to, for God to fix you, don't expect God to fix others if you're not willing to fix yourself. Can I get a what, what? <laughs> Come on, man. I'm telling you, we, we, we want to stay clean. When I mean we clean, I mean the heart. Our heart needs to stay clean. Where we're not critical, we're not hypercritical, we're not overly sensitive, when things don't bug us, you know. Because, you know, we have our little world. You know, I was at a restaurant, and um, I, I wasn't really happy with the service. In fact, I was, I'm a, I, I was feeling a little carnal. Because I was hungry. I, I had to wait two hours for a really good restaurant. And when the food's really good, you'll wait an extra two hours and not complain. But when you're sitting there and the person who's serving you has a little bit of like a nonchalant, like not a tent. You know, you, you know what I mean? You, you, can, you can start feeling critical. Like, man, all these people got their food before me. I know. We sat here first. We ordered first. We got that in. We didn't even wait. We got ordered right there. In the, and then I'll. How'd they get the first food before us? I mean, your mind is just going through its wheelhouse, right? You know, it's just going, you know, it's just going through some stuff. And the Lord's telling me, uh, you got an attitude. And at first, I told Melina, I looked at her, I said, I don't know, but I feel my, my, my giving going real low. I was going to tip her well, but I feel my tipping getting real low. What are you doing? Being critical. Being critical. And all of a sudden, the Lord dealt with me. He said, he goes, that's, a, that's a bad attitude. He goes, you're not going to do that. You're going to give this. And I said, okay. And I, I said, okay. And it's not that the money, I, the money was not an issue. I, could, didn't, I didn't care. I said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. Even though I didn't want to give that much. I was, I was down to tipping $5. I never tip five. If you're getting a $5 tip out of me, that's because I was carnal. I'm just saying that. So I'm, 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 I'm going to put, I'm putting my tip in and the Lord says, you, 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 you still got an attitude. I go, I go, go give that other piece of money that you have in your wallet. And he says, it's going to get real expensive to, for you right now if you don't change that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So what did I do? I turned my attitude around. Oh, how are you doing, love? Oh, we just, we just, oh, how are you doing? Oh, so the food was real good. Real good. That food was I, and, and overlook the service. Yeah. I'm overlooking the service. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't, I'm not acting like, I don't, not acting like, what's that word? Where you, you think you, everybody, uh, owes you, like you, des- you're deserving mm-hmm. of entitled. entitled. Thank you, Brenda. Save me. I, I was looking at my wife to save me, but now my sister saved me. And she's the one that says, you always act like you're entitled. I just told on myself, indirect, you notice that? Indirectly told myself. Come on, you can't act like you're entitled. It don't make you broke. Yeah, that's right. And then put on Facebook, well, I was over here at Fagazi's and they didn't sit me right away. They stepped me in the corner. I made a reservation. I just can't. Man, just zip it. That's right. You got nothing better to say, nice to say, don't say it at all. That's right. Nothing to say. Now, if you have nothing good to say, then don't leave a review. <laughs> Unless it was like really unsanitary, like, uh, be careful. Girl, just be careful. You gonna eat there? Mm, be careful. 
Might want to bring some, some tummy pill or something. <laughs> Just saying. They don't call that place a torpedo burrito for nothing. I'm just saying. I don't want to be like I'm judging. You know, I like to go out to eat. If there ain't a line there, I ain't going to go eat there anyways. I'm going to heads up. If you go to a place and there ain't no line, oh, it's great, man. There was no line. I couldn't believe it. You should have just kept moving. Just, you should have just known to keep moving. Praise the Lord. Come on. Complaining will cost you. Yeah. Notice what God said, that Moses was humble. Yes. Mm-hmm. James chapter 4. God said Moses was humble. You and I want to be humble. What does it mean to be humble? It means teachable. It means somebody. I also think more. In, it's more somebody who's kind, too. Kind, humble. I don't know everything. I don't know everything you're doing. So I, 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 you have the knowledge on something I don't know. The only reason why I, I, I got a little hypercritical of waiters is because I'd been scarred. I was really deeply scarred years ago. Someone, a lady, a little tiny lady taught me how to waiter. And she was really good at it. And so I got to do it for, and her, her dad was a waiter for years. And so he put this lady to train me. She was excellent. She said, never waste a step. You go back, you never waste, you come back, you grab your straws, you're, make sure there's always a pen, always make your pad. Oh, and when you come back and you grab stuff, don't waste a trip. If you're taking an order in, come back with some yeah. coffee in your hand. Make sure your coffee or some water, fill it up as you're going. So as you're going, you sit down, you take order. So never, you don't have to come back. You, you're, oh, you're always not wasting steps, yeah. right? So you pay attention to that. Yeah. But here's the thing, I'm not a waiter anymore. Yeah. It's not my job. <laughs> So I get a little judgy in that department. All right. Especially when you're in your, it's in your field, right, folks? You got your field. You got your expertise. You're a barber. Man, he thinks he knows he's cutting hair. Man, look at that. That, that ain't a good fade. You know that ain't a good fade. Man, I hope that guy didn't even leave him a tip. That was terrible, right? Because you know the business. Yeah. But see, the people who know the business of being a pastor, some you gotta be as a pastor, you gotta be careful not to be critical of another pastor. You're like, I'm gonna stay in my lane. Yeah, that's right. Because it's gonna get real expensive with me looking over and having a, a thought or an opinion right. about what yeah. someone else or what this why why is why is someone asked the question, why isn't this city, why don't the pastors talk to other pastors? I don't know why. Ain't none of my business. I'm just staying in my lane. I'm just trying to take care of my group. I'm gonna just stay in my lane. We I don't have time for this discussion. Yeah. I don't got time for that. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's right. That's a song. Yeah. I know it's a song. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's right. Ain't nobody got time for that. Come on. You got to think. You just got to think to yourself. Next time someone got something to say, I ain't got no time for that. It's expensive to listen to gossip. Yeah. See, even Aaron got busted on it. Yeah. I mean, he got, he, he, he got his own whooping. Yeah. He said, come here. You're like, I do nothing, mama. Yeah. My dad was a good man. Once again, he, 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 he brought intimidation to a whole new level. <laughs> when he didn't like what you did, he just snapped his, he just snapped his belt. You're like, <laughs> I ain't even hit you yet. 
why did you? I don't know. Was always the answer. Don't listen to gossip so you don't have to. So God said, why did you listen? He go, I don't. He ain't going to buy it. Because, you know, sometimes it's like it's like taking candy. Yeah, it is. You just want to feel like you're important. Yeah. Like the reason why I believe this is. <laughs> is because you're so important. You're so important that you impotent. <laughs> Some of you will get that later on as you're sitting home. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> I've worked on this message very hard, as you can tell. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you know, it takes a great man of God to not lose stride. And believe me, I've done plenty of times of losing my own stride, losing my focus. You know, one day I was watching Brother uh, Copeland preach, and, um, and it was noisy in that service. And kids were crying. People were walking. I'm like, how does he stay focused? How does... And I decided in my mind, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. you got to be like that. I want to stay focused on the things of God. I want to be like that. I don't want to get distracted with rumors. I don't want to get distracted with things. I'm not going to get mixed up in all this stuff. I, I got the power of God's got to be moving in my life. I've got too many things to do. God's, I, I got God. We, me, and him, are God are on a project right now. I don't need to get wrapped up in some stuff that's just going to slow me down and hinder me. All right. And, and it, James chapter four, verse ten, he says, "Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up." But let's go back up. He says, therefore, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Oh, boy, isn't this? This is the Lord talking to the church. James James chapter 4, verse 7. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Boy, ain't that a lovely speech at church, huh? And that's the Bible. Yeah. B-I-B-L-E. Try. <laughs> Verse 11. Don't speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother, evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. Mm-hmm. Mm, there is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. Right. Who, are who are you to judge another? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You're like, eh, I ain't judging nobody. Come on, Daddy's popping his bell. Ain't hey, doing nothing. Yeah. Good. Come on, you got just gotta say, I'm making my mind up. Yeah. You know, I've, I, my life is. I, I've got. Can I just say something? I've been spanked enough times, not to do stuff. Life ought, ought to not spank you so much where you like just barely starting to get it. Yeah. I wonder if that beating was for me. <laughs> How many of you ever walked away from a spanking and you're like, I wonder if that was for me. Yeah. I wonder why I got a spanking. Yeah, no. You know why you got a spanking. Yeah. Come on. You know why you got what. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mama said, I told you, <laughs> keep your hands yeah. off the food. I, I got <laughs> guests coming to the house. Why, why are you crying? Why are you crying? That's old school. But it teaches you some things. Right? Right? Uh And you learn some things. 
See, we, we, I want to keep it good with God. Yeah. I want to keep it sweet with the Lord. Yeah. I said, Lord, whatever you, whatever you say. He goes, if the Lord says, I mean, she's sitting in the, in, I'm, God cared enough about me, but he also cared enough about the waitress. Who just wasn't paying attention. Who was just kind of like. <laughs> You're like. He says it's going to get real expensive. She goes all that money that's in that clip. It's going to go away right away right now to that one person. If you don't clean that attitude up. I'm like okay. Sweet lips. <laughs> Sweet lips. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Man, it's, it's you know life gets harder when it's out of control. Life is harder when you're reaching out of the mental arena. Because if, if you're not going to stay in the spirit, you're going to go to the mental arena, and it's harder in the mental arena. It's harder. And there's no answers in the mental arena. No answers. And like I said, when that devil came back, I, had, I only had one thing that was given to me by Pastor Malik. The one thing to say, if the devil ever comes back, just call on the name of the Lord. See, I, I was throwing a lifeline in advance. You ever you find yourself getting in trouble, find yourself at a point where you could just enter into something. Lord, help me not enter into this. Just call on him yeah. and he will help you. Right. Say, Lord, help me with That's my right. mouth. That's Lord, right. help me with my attitude. Lord, you know, you know, I'm a pastor. I still have to I still have to deal with the attitude stuff. Yeah. Right. We all have to deal with our attitude. It's a constant. Yeah. I said it's a constant not to think yeah. evil of another person. It's a, it can be it can be a constant. You married you married 26 years. Someone's going to think ugly of each other. <laughs> You're going to think, oh, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, too. She says, the only thing is, I'm going to do it when you're sleeping. I'm like. She's never said that. She says, I've never said that. I know she, she's never said that. She is. I'm telling you, this is. A, I, I've been. God's blessed me with a godly woman who's not afraid that God won't rise me up if need be. I'll kill him. Lord, you raise him up. You know, here's the thing. The more our heart is soft with the Lord and say, Lord, help me every day. Help me be a godly person. Get in on your knees before your your bedtime. Pray, Lord, help me be the person you need me to be. Even if you're not there, you don't feel like you're there yet. Don't worry, you'll get there. Say, Lord, just make yourself repent. Be quick to believe. Be quick to forgive. That's where the power comes. That's where the recharge comes. But it also comes with spending time in Him and His Word, praying and learn to worship Him. Learn that every time you come to church and you worship Him, it's easy. It's not hard. And you say, you start saying to yourself, every time I worship, it's incense to Him. He smells it up there and I don't want to stink. So I'm bringing my A game. I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to engage Him with my heart. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't want God to look at, oh, they're going to have, they're trying to have worship again. Yeah. This is, this, look at this group. Look at this little motley crew here. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, <laughs> sweet Nikes, come on. You know, you want God to look down on you and say, you know what? They're putting all those cares away. They're ca- right now when they're worshiping, I, they know, I know they have problems, but they're putting that stuff down to focus on me. It's a sweet aroma to him. He's like, you know what? Let's do something for them. 
Let's do something for that church. Let's do something for those folks who are just who just put aside all their worries, their fears, their their concerns. They they're putting their offenses aside. They're just laying all that stuff aside because they want to serve me and they just want a better life. Isn't that why we're here? Because we want a better life. We want it better with the Lord. I mean, we do. We so really want a better life. And you know what? I'm so glad that she brought me to she brought me to church because it changed that that camp meeting changed my life. That youth camp meeting it changed my life. I, I learned to, I mean, just imagine, you can't read your Bible. That was me. I couldn't sit there and focus and understand what the Bible was saying. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, I could start reading. I, and I started in the book of Ephesians and the Paul, Pauline, Pauline stuff. But it, I started to understand it. I, book of Ephesians was the great. If you've never read the Bible before and you're starting to read and learn and you just get filled with the Holy Ghost, if you just get filled with the Holy Ghost, read Ephesians. I just recommend it. It's like, it's like, I'm not going to say it, but it just, it's like, wow, how good God is. Then you're like, whoa. Then you're like, man, how come nobody ever told me this? How come no one ever told me that God was such a loving God? I remember when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, we were at a Bible study and they were reading Psalms. I'm like, I was like, and I know the dude probably thought I was weird. I was like, bro, check this out, man. Bro, dude, you know what this is like? He goes, what? It's like a love letter. Bro. He's like, dude, dude. Bro, dude. Wow. Wow. Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you of his, of his hosts, you minister of his hands and use his pleasure. Oh my gosh, look at he's what all this stuff he's saying. It's like a big giant poem to me, to you. Wow. Whoa. Dude, trip out, man. Because that's how we used to talk. But then we got delivered and we learned how to speak. We did, boy. Talking about talking about I have a best friend, he's all he calls me, he's from Northern California. Bro, he's a pastor. Bro, what's going on? I go on. Just sitting here, man, goes, dude, I'm just chilling with the word, man. I'm just chilling with the word. I'm Bible studying, man, bro. Bro, come on. Look, this is what Paul had to say, bro. I'm like, I'm like, bro, yeah. So we revert back to early Jesus days, like when, when you're sitting listening to the Carmen and, and you're like listening to the standard, you're like, Lord, I love you with every little bit of my heart. You're like, and people are like, stop singing, Pastor. But then I say, Lord, I love you with every little beat of my heart. Wiggy, wiggy, wiggy. No, I threw that in because that's, that's some Pastor Mark Current now. But I'm telling you, you just stay with Jesus. You stay, you stay full of the Lord. Things get easier. Things get lighter. You start getting more answers from the Spirit for your life because we need more answers. Amen. How many of you got blessed this morning? How many of you glad you came to church? I'm telling you, God's working. I, I see God working on your heart. And see, this is where transformation begins. This is where trans... So people, I don't know how to change. You start here. Just start with this. Ah, start with that mouth. Put your finger, put your finger, point your finger up. Point your mouth says it happens here. It, it happens here. You start talking right about folks. Even when you don't feel like talking about my folks, yeah. something like, girl, I'm just going to shut my mouth. Girl. Girl. Yeah. Let me 
you may have to do that a few times. Lord Jesus, help me. Come on. What's wrong with you? You know, Dr. Talk said this story. He said he had a friend who invited him to church for over and over. He would not take a no for an answer. He says, if I, if I go to church with you, will you at least shut up and leave me alone? He goes, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Said he went to church and the guy was nervous because there was one of them Holy Ghost meetings. <laughs> you ever took some, oh, I'm going to take a person to church and we're going to have a Holy Ghost meeting. And they were really worried. They were starting getting nervous because it was going to be a Holy Ghost meeting. And one little Filipino came, lady stood up and she started to prophesy, pray in tongues. Yeah. And he, he goes, I don't know what that is, but I know that's God. Yeah. He says, I don't know what that is, but I know that's God. Yeah. And he ended, up, he, ended up walking in the, he ended up getting saved. Mm-hmm. Asking Jesus in his heart. Mm-hmm. See, you just never know when the word of God is going to take in someone's heart just drops in there and it starts producing. And God took him all over the world. Mm-hmm. He was sitting in the bar and God told, spoke to him at the bar. He says, I'm gonna, I'm, you're going to go all over the world and preach. And he didn't know anything about it because he thought, well, I'm going to be a priest. I'm going to be a priest. He told everybody, he goes, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to go, I'm 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 go all over the world, preach the gospel. Here, round up for everybody. I'm, I, he bought everyone a drink. <laughs> before he was saved. Well, he, he, yeah, before he got saved. Let's clarify that. That's why it takes two. That's why it takes two. See, man? That's why it takes two. It's like me going to the bowling alley. Here's Marcus at the bowling alley. Here's the bumper rails. Ashley needs the bumper rails. Just keep it in the middle. Her and the Holy Ghost. Hey, this is serious stuff. You don't know whose life you're going to affect. You don't know whose life is going to end up getting better. You don't know whose life is getting stirred away from certain de- certain death. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I've known people over the years. Yeah. They get in church and they end up, you know, life changing. Yeah. I was at, was going to Menachee High School. I, a good friend of mine. I, I don't. I won't even say his name. His name I still remember to this day. But him, he he invited me. His dad had a, a real nice uh, uh, classic Jaguar, and, they, and we were gonna, you know senior senior ditch day. You know, ever heard of senior ditch day? Well, I'm going to do Senior Ditch Day. And I looked at him, I was like, but he asked me, because he had his dad's jag, and I was like, hey, well, I'm going to go on a Senior Ditch Day. You want to go with me? And I looked at him, I go, don't you? I looked at him like, it was like the Lord, I know God was talking to me. Because for, you know, for some reason, there's moments in my life where I just kind of sense, uh, no. I, and I didn't know why, but it, now that I know where I'm at today, I know it was God has, had, has always had a plan for my life. And I said, no. Well, him, he went and two other good friends that went with the three of them all went and uh, I didn't feel foolish because I just said something was, wasn't right and he, he, he was the only one that died they were, they were over here behind uh, Porterville Developmental Center where that, you know where that hill curves they were taking that curve too fast and they went over and they rolled it and one of my friends died and the other two one of them had his jaw um, wired shut for, for a whole summer and lost tons of weight and and the other one, I, was, I always wondered how that affected them. I said, I used to remember asking, how did that affect you? He goes, he goes I, I, try not, I never think about it. I try not to think about it. You know, people's life can get, get redirected. Yeah. One day you make a choice. I'm not going in that car with them. Mm-hmm. I'm, not getting, I'm not getting in that car. I'm not going to that party. I'm not, you know, I'm not going there. Right. Because that, that place has been the wrong place. I sense something's not right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is, but it's just like, I don't feel right about doing that anymore. That's God talking to your heart, trying to keep and save you from harm's way. You got you to be willing to listen to the Holy Spirit when he says, don't get in that car. Don't hang out with those group of kids. Don't hang out with them. 
I'm telling you, being in the right place will save me. You being in the right place will save you. You listening, you being here today will help save you. It'll help keep you because you'll know, uh, check your spirit, man. Mm, something's not right. Now, if you're used to just, well, if you just go to your head, well, it seems right here, but in your heart, like, oh, I don't really think I should go, but I want to go. You're ignoring what your spirit man is saying. Yes. Learn to listen to this. Yeah. Learn to listen to your heart. Listen to your spirit man and not right. listen to this all the time. Right. Well, I like it. Well, just because you like it here, and you're, but your spirit man is going, right. you ever do something you're, and you're like, eh, like you know you're going to get in trouble? Uh, I think I'm going to get in trouble. Right. I just know it. Oh, what the heck? I'm going to do it anyways. Right. And then you're like, what was I thinking? What was that? What were we thinking? And then you're like, you, then you have to end up, end up living in regret. You, when you could have just said, you know, I feel like I'm not going to go in that car. I, I don't feel right about it. I'm just going to leave the consequences to God. Yeah. Yes. I'm just leave the con- I'm not going to go. I don't care if it's about being entertained or having fun. I'm not going. There's something in my heart says is not right. right. I'm not going. I'm telling you, you're going to come out on the, you're going to come out on the sweet side of that every single time. Every single time you'll come on the sweet side of it. God don't want you to perish. I said, God don't want you to perish. He doesn't want you to hurt. But we got to be willing to listen. Say, I'm willing. I'm willing to listen. With every eye closed and every head bowed, say this to you, say this out loud. Say, I'm willing to listen. Say, my ears are open. My heart is receptive. And I want you, we're going to pray this as a church. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, today I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my spirit. I am not my own person. Jesus, I am yours. Satan, I don't belong to you. I belong to God. I rededicate my life to serving you, to to going after you wholeheartedly. In Jesus' precious mighty name, I thank you, Father, for the answers I've received this morning. And if you prayed that from your heart and you meant it sincerely, raise your hand. Say, I meant that, Pastor. I meant what I just prayed. I meant it. I'm telling you, if you meant it, then, then you're saved. Then you're born again. That means you're right with God. You don't have to wait to be righteous. You already are the righteous. And righteousness not ought to live like the way it used to live. I'm not going to be out there sucking beers anymore. I'm done with it. I got tired of it. I got tired of it. I got tired of people drinking beers and just end up fighting and arguing over stupid stuff. I just got tired of it. I got tired of the drinking. I got tired of the smoking. I got tired of being poor. I got tired of being poor. I got everybody around who's drinking. Oh, we're going to have a party. We're arguing. There was never a party. Everybody was just sad and depressed. What's, What's going on? My old lady, she left me. Why? Well, we were all drinking at a party and she went right up with some other guy. Where, where's, your, where's, your, where's, your, where's your boyfriend? Oh, he's, he's cheated. He cheated on me. We were at a party. He cheated on me with some other girl. Drama. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. Living like they're bachelors. Living like they're, yeah. like they're, what do you call it? Bachelorettes. You know, just, just drama. Yeah. There's no fun in it. No. Never fun. You're just broke. Yeah. Go from marriage to marriage to marriage to marriage to marriage. Relationship, kid with kid, out. kids are, are hurt because you can't be the man or woman of God that you should have been. And so now they have to be raised with your pain that you caused because you didn't, you didn't know. But now you know. But now you can be set free from that. 
Now you can go down the right path with your life. Now we're going down the right path. We're making this thing better. Come on, we're, we're bringing this organization back. Come on, we're, we're going we're to get some W's in our life. No more losses. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of living a life where I'm just, not, I'm just barely getting by. It's, it's time to put an end of just barely getting by street. And that's what we're doing. Amen. Woo! Come on, ain't God good. Man, I, I tell you, man, I just feel like take off running right now.